Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report, Fansided, Daily DDT. My man, how you doing? Doing great, brother. How about yourself? Doing good, man. Doing good. You know, when I hit you up last night about doing a show this morning, I had a few things to bring up, but now I'm like, oh, shit, we have some, <laughs> some more things to talk about uh, before we get into that. Follow my man Graham on Twitter at WrestleRants. Uh, follow myself, Rainy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, letter J-C-R-U-Z. Find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, also on Amazon Music, YouTube.com slash Cruise Control Podcast, also on TikTok at 2 out of 3 Falls Pod. We really appreciate your love and support. Download, rates, comments, subscribe, all that good stuff. Show some love for myself and Graham on the program. So, Graham. Uh, I get up this morning trying to see how to, you know, package all the topics t- uh, together uh, today. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I see a tweet from uh, my guy, Sean Rossap, who is, I- I've had on the show quite a few times. Uh, probably the best in the game right now as far as getting scoops and news. So it- it- I'm paraphrasing now. It's not-, it's not in front of me. Basically saying that Jay Cargill is likely on her way out of AEW mm-hmm. and likely heading to WWE. So I was like, oh, shit. So, you know, I got to double check. Got to make sure it's the right person on Twitter. Not no, not, not no false news. But I clicked it. I'm like, oh, this, this is legit. She's trending on Twitter. Like, oh, this is real. Um, and I seen the promo. Like, she's going to have, I think, maybe one more match. I think on Rampage against uh, Statlander for the TBS title. I'm like, oh, so she's probably doing the honors. She might be out. We don't know when she's going to leave or whatever the case may be. But I figured... Mm-hmm. It was something very interesting to bring up. You just found out <laughs> before we got on, like, oh, shit, Jay might be out. So uh, let's start there. So I guess how sh- shocked or surprised are you the fact that Jay Cargo could be out of AEW? Very surprised. I mean, a lot of these people that were homegrown AEW stars have gone on public, you know, public record and saying that AEW was their home. They wouldn't be interested in going anywhere else. Now it is worth noting that WWE was interested in her before she went to AEW. Cause I mean, take one look at her. How could they not be interested? Not even yeah. knowing that she could work, which at that point she couldn't, obviously she didn't mm-hmm. you know, come up on the independent scene, but just the sheer just presence that she has. And she's got the size and everything. And she's gorgeous, obviously in the background, athletically and everything else. How could they not? That, that seems like someone that they would want in their performance center. Uh, she went to AEW instead. I forgot what the reasons were. She wanted to be with her family more. I think the reason was she gave a lot of reasons as to why it wasn't. I don't think it was even close as to why she went to AEW. That was kind of like the slam dunk um, you know, place for her as where she wanted to go, develop her skills, blah, blah, blah. So she seemed like to me, and again, people always not go back on their word, but you know, things change, circumstances True. change and whatever. But that wasn't that long ago. That was only like a year or two ago. And like I just said to you before we hit record here, um, she was someone that AEW put all their, you know, all their eggs in one basket in that women's division with Jade Cargo. They have a lot of other stars, Jamie Hayter, Brett Baker, you know, other people like that, but no one that was booked as well as Jade mm-hmm. Cargill. And she obviously came along very well to her credit. Uh, she's not the greatest wrestler in that division, but she's improved a lot. She's had some pretty good matches. Uh, when she finally lost earlier this year after going undefeated for over two, almost two and a half years, uh-huh. it was a big moment. And uh, like we just said before, the fact that she was even brought back, because she's been gone since Double or Nothing, and people were like, oh, where's she been? And she even said, like, I think she had even tweeted or something. I don't know if it was reported, but, you know, you figure it's in character. Then, you know, maybe I'll leave or whatever. And I'm thinking, okay, obviously, well, she'll be back. It's a character thing. And she did come back a couple of weeks ago, not even maybe like a week ago. 
And she's only coming back to do the honors, which is great, but I'm surprised they even had her come back. I figured they would just have her get beat and have that be it. Um, but no, we might have our 2024 Royal Rumble winner coming on into the company. <laughs> Already, <laughs> we got a Royal Rumble winner. Grand you know, Rock, we might. Jay Cargo, you think so? There's there's not an obvious winner at this point. I feel like it could be Jade Cargo. I mean, seriously, I just she's not someone I think, we'll talk about it, but she's not someone mm-hmm. that I think you put in NXT. I think you just put her right in the main roster. Could she benefit from being in NXT to progress her skills more? Because she's not there there yet. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. I think she could. Um, I, I suppose it's possible, but I think she's also someone with the, uh, you know, established presence that she has from AEW. She could just go right to the main roster and do well. So I am quite shocked to read the fact, to read the news that Jade Cargill is on her way out of AEW and possibly headed to WWE. So help me out in case I, I, I missed something because she was undefeated for like damn near two years. Over she, two years, yeah. Over two years, the longest reigning TBS champion in the company. Um, but did she ever, I, I I don't think so, but did she ever go for the, for the main women's championship or she was never in that, in the area? No, she was never in that conversation. I mean, she went undefeated all 2021 long. And then in 2022 at the beginning of the year is when she won the TBS title. And then they kind of kept that. That was honestly, they really only created that championship for her. I mean, we all said that at the time. I mean, the only reason. It's great they have two women's titles, and they have enough women to warn at this point having two women's titles, but it was pretty obvious when they created the championship. It was a Jade Cargill title to keep her busy, so she wasn't going for the main championship. And you would think after losing that, she would then go for the main title. She came back and got a great reaction. I mean, yeah. she laid out Chris Statlander, so it's like, okay, she's a heel. But mm-hmm. they could have turned her baby face if they wanted to. Um, it doesn't. Maybe that was the plan. Maybe that's what they wanted to do, and she was like, you know, deuces, you know, like, I don't know. I would love to know her reasoning for wanting to leave because, again, she seems like she's a she's got a daughter, I think. Yeah, she has a family. So that was the reason why she went to AEW in the first place. Maybe she knows after creating a name for herself in AEW, she can get even more money from WWE and more power to her if that's the case. But, yeah, no, she never went for the main women's championship. And I think maybe, again, we're just speculated, but maybe she sees the um, the possibilities, possibilities in WWE to be like, all right, you got Rhea. You got Bianca, you got Charlotte, you got Becky, you got uh, Oscar. I know I'm missing more, but it's like, damn, like, I could really go there and really do my thing. Because if I stay here, if I'm in this TBS world title kind of realm and I'm not going for the main women's title, then why am I even here? So I know you told me before the, the they question like her in-ring stuff and whatever. But it's like if you have this, this woman go undefeated for over two and a half years and she drops the belt, cool. The expectation is now to, all right, let's elevate her into the world title picture. And and if that's mm-hmm. not gonna happen, then it's like, I'll come back, I'll do my one off. Maybe her maybe her, her her contract is up. And it's like that, you know, me going to the competition is better for me going forward. Yeah, no, it's probably the case. I mean, just looking at what the you know, honestly, looking at the EW women's division right now, the landscape of it, how far can she go? In AEW. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was already champion, like you said, for over a year. She was undefeated for over two years. She is the longest reign of any title in the company, actually. I think she has the longest championship reign, period. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how long she was champion. That's how well she was booked. I mean, she can go with I mean, it's not like she has to go to WWE. She's only been in AEW for a couple of years. I'm just I'm just surprised. I guess it's more of a timing thing. Is maybe Tony Khan wanted to sign her for five years and she's thinking, nah, nah, there's not much more for me to do here beyond maybe going for the main women's title. Yeah. 
I don't know. Like, she's been one of the featured faces in that women's division. You look at any program. I mean, as she should be, you look at any like promo for AW or like the trucks and the merchant, like Jade Cargill is one of the biggest female faces in that company. Like you look at the live event schedule. She's all over that shit. Now she's leaving. Um, you know, I said to you before, she seems like a Cody Rhodes girl to me. And that's someone that Cody Rhodes really took a liking to when she first came out of the company. Her first match in the company was teaming with Shaquille O'Neal against Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes. And none yeah. of those people are there anymore. So I'm sure Cody Rhodes, I mean, WWE would take her anyway, but I'm sure Cody Rhodes would be like, listen, she is someone worth paying for, putting a good word for, bring her on in because uh, she could be a star. And like you said, she can work with the Biancas and the Rias. I just feel like there might be more women for her to work with now in WWE because in AEW, she literally be fucking everybody. I think mm-hmm. she beat everyone except for Britt Baker. That was the one match that we never got, and I'm not crying that we didn't because who really cares? Mm-hmm. Um, but in WWE, like her and Bianca is like a WrestleMania main event. Her and Charlotte, I don't know yeah. how great the match would be. That's that's a mania match to me. So mm-hmm. uh, things are about to get really interesting in that women's division in WWE, which could use a shot in the arm of its own. So I do want to I do I do want to put on some September 14th. Graham Matthews has Jay Cargo winning their 2024 Royal Rumble, which is now in Tampa Bay, Tropicana. Yes. Um, before you found this out, who did you have winning the Rumble prior to Jay Cargo? Nobody. I mean, I just think right now, I mean, I'm thinking she makes the most. She's not even she's not even gone from AEW yet. Mm-hmm. And I think she makes the most sense. It's like a Cody Rhodes situation. As soon as Cody Rhodes, I mean, he came in after the Royal Rumble, but he made yeah. sense to win the Royal Rumble because there was no one that made sense at that point. Um, with Jade Cargill, I mean, I think anyone that would make sense to win has already won the Royal Rumble. Like, you think we're probably getting Becky and Rhea for the Women's World Championship, the Raw Women's title of WrestleMania. Rhea's already won it before. Becky Lynch has already won it before. That match does not need to, be, need to be set up via a Royal Rumble win. On the SmackDown side, we're already getting Asuka and EO. I mean, Asuka's already won a Rumble anyway, but uh, we're getting that soon. I don't think EO will be champion come Mania. I would love her to be. I don't know if that will be the case. Um, you could do Bailey and EO. I don't know if they would wait that long. I don't know if people would care about that match being like the, the title match at Mania. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Bailey wins the Rumble. And then the only other match would be like Charlotte and Bianca for the championship. But again, both women have already won the Rumble. Not that they can't win it again. Obviously, we've had a lot of repeat winners for the men. They can have a repeat winner for the woman. I I would rather them avoid that. It's not like there's a concrete plan heading into Mania either. I mean, Jade, if there was like a Cody Rhodes type thing where Cody Rhodes, he doesn't have to win the Rumble, but like he has to finish the story by winning the Rumble. Why jeopardize that by giving the win to someone else? They don't really have that with the women right now. Becky and Rhea, you could still do regardless. I'm confident that we're getting that match. On the SmackDown side, they could put the belt back on Bianca between now and Mania. I mean, her and Io, I don't think, I really don't think Io will be champion come WrestleMania. They'll probably take the belt off of her before then. Mm-hmm. I could see the belt going back on Charlotte and then Jade facing her at Mania or vice versa. I don't know. There's a lot of different directions they can go. But yes, on record, I have Jade Cargill winning the Royal Rumble match, and the news only broke less than 24 hours ago. Because we, you know, on, on social, you know, I follow a lot of fans uh, of wrestling, and I think the expectation was, again, if you're booking WrestleMania six months ahead, uh, prior, they're looking like, oh, it's going to be Rhea and Bianca for the for, for the title. And I was like, okay, so if you do that, means Bianca will have to win the Rumble again. And for a SmackDown side, there is, I mean, I think it, it's tough right now. First of all, is is how you bring her in. You know, is she a heel? Is she a baby face? Is she going to be a part of a faction? Like, there's a lot of things you could do. Like me, I'm thinking like, damn, like, 
you can start off by putting her with Bobby Lashley, the Street Profits, go right in that, you know, like this. Um, what's the group, Bobby Lashley? Um, oh, my God. The Hurt Business? The Hurt Business Part 2. But now you added female in there. Like, mm-hmm. and th- there's a lot of things you could do. I know Bianca's with uh, the guy from Street Profits, but it's like you, th- there's a lot of twists and turns you can do. But it's like, I think just the matches are endless. Uh, I think she'll have a lot of, you know, free reign. Triple H would know what to do more with her than than the Tony Khan. And it's like, um, I'm still shocked that she wants to leave. Like, this, this is even happening. Uh, when does she go? We don't know. She might pop up at Survivor Series for all we know. But it's like, Good. I think this is a major get. And it's another major loss for AEW. We, we, you know, we spoke about it last week. Cody's out. They fired Punk. She's, she's going to be out. And it's like the tides are turning. Wait, two years ago, Graham, we saw the mass exodus of the, you know, uh, Alistair Black and, and Adam Cole and the Rusev and, and, and <clears throat> Daniel Bryan and Sasha Banks. It's like, oh, <clears throat> oh shit, everybody leaving. But now everybody's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or now their their guys are going to the competition. It's like holy shit! Now just everything just now becomes more interesting. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it was always inevitable that that would happen uh, in the sense that people would leave AEW. I'm actually kind of surprised. That I was thinking about that recently. That it's taken this long for that to happen. It's not like we've had ten people leave AEW for WWE, but yeah, you know, the people that have left or have been let go are pretty significant. Punk didn't leave on his own. I know he was true talking. I mean, he went to AEW for a reason, and you know, he got fired, but he could still probably end up in WWE at some point. Cody Rhodes did leave on his own as did Jade Cargill. So that's saying something. Mm. And those are two very big stars to lose to d- your competition. Um, and WWE has lost enough talent to AEW to where it's, it's you know, it's great to see some faces finally going both ways. And it's not just one-sided because there's only, as great as AEW is, there's only so many spots open. The same can be said for WWE as well. If 10 people were to leave AEW tomorrow, WWE can't pick up all of them. But that being said, Jade is someone that you make a spot for on your show. They have a lot of women on their show right now. I just, we could talk about it. Maybe, yeah. maybe we'll bring it up. Fucking Nia Jax is back. Who cares That's right. about Nia Jax being back <laughs> Monday That's night? Right. But you know what? Listen, they 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 had a spot ready for her. If they had a spot ready for her, for, for Nia Jax, of all mm-hmm. people on Raw, you can make a spot ready for Jade Cargill over on the SmackDown brand. And on That's SmackDown right. alone, you could have Bianca, Io. Bailey, Charlotte, possibly Kyrie Sane coming into the company. Um, I mean, that's a great core group of women to have fighting for that championship over on SmackDown. So I'm not complaining, and uh, you know we'll see where it goes. So before uh, before I move on, what is what is your what is your Jay Cargill money match um, when she does go over to WWE? Is it is it is it Bianca? Is it Charlotte? Is it Bailey? Is it Becky? Is it Oscar? Because to me, I think Bianca or, or, or Rhea, um, if I had to rank it before you answer, I think it's going to be between Rhea, Bianca, and I think somebody who left the company has to come back. And I think you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about That's Beth Phoenix? No. Oh, they had the same finisher. No, but I'm saying I, Jay Cargo versus this person in the WWE. Sasha Banks. Oh, I need. I, we, we need Sasha Banks to come. <laughs> come on back. You. You. You had your. Listen. I get it. But now, with things are ties are turning, you give me Jay Cargo and Sasha Banks. So, Jade and Rhea is dope. Jade and, and Bianca is going to be phenomenal. 
but Jade and Sasha Banks, Graham Matthews, come on now. The star appeal of that matchup. Give me that at WrestleMania. I, I might need to check up on you, Randy, if that match were to happen. Why? All right? oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that match would be pretty big. That would be a WrestleMania-worthy match. I don't see that happening at all, unfortunately, oh. just because... Listen, she showed up. Mercedes showed up in AEW. I mean, I'm not saying she won't come back to WWE if we get that match. I'm not saying it'll never happen. Cody Rhodes we left him match- and started AEW, and he's back. So that doesn't matter. Wait, who? Cody? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. What, what I meant to say, I'm sorry. Not that it would never happen. I don't see foresee that. I don't foresee that happening anytime soon. Uh, Sasha, I think, will be back in WWE. I do. I don't think it'll happen anytime soon. She but seems not pretty sad. Mania, doing her shit saying, not, not, not before Mania. Oh, well, no. I mean, she showed up at All In. She showed up at All In. There's no way that she would show up at All In and make an appearance there and then show up in WWE six oh. months later. I think she she's hurt right now, obviously. But when she comes back, hey. she's going to want to continue doing her thing in Japan and AEW. She will be back at some point. If you want to do that Mania match, Randy, maybe at Mania 41, 42, or 43. And Jade will obviously be in the company at that point. If she's still mm. there. I think you're going to have to wait a while for that one. Just because I don't think Sasha will be back anytime soon. But I said the same thing while Punk 10 years ago. That he would yeah, be back exactly. as well. And he's on his way back, you know, given the circumstances. But no, to answer your question, as far as the biggest match they could do, probably in the immediate future, to me it would be Bianca. Just because I feel like when people did the dream match scenario with like, oh, who from WWE would match up best against people from AEW, it was Bianca and, and Jade just given the pure strength factor and honestly neither woman coming from the independent scene it's not like a sasha mm. situation or a bailey situation there i mean and it's not a charlotte situation where like she's a, the daughter of rick flair two women that 10 years ago would have never even sniffed the wrestling business but you know they made their way over to their respective companies became big stars with very amazing athletic backgrounds and everything else and they're just five yeah. point players in every way and they became complete performers and they just Ooh, superstardom. And I think uh, they're both success stories of WWE and AEW, respectively. Now they find themselves presumably under the same umbrella. That's a mania match. I, again, I don't know how great or how technical the match would be, mm-hmm. but that could be like those are two women that you could build your company around. Not to push Rhea out of the way because Rhea's amazing too. And she's another core pillar. They have a lot of women. Like you talk about, people have said, like after the four horsewomen are gone, what are we going to do? Like they always put their eggs in that basket. They haven't built anyone else up. You have Bianca, Rhea, and possibly Jade coming in. That's a pretty good core group That's of nice. women. They have a lot of other talented women, but they've done their due diligence in, in, in building those stars up. And now AEW built up Jade Cargill yeah. for them. So, you know, they don't have an, even have to do the work there. Yeah, and also now they have uh, your favorite, Nia Jax. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I, was, I, was, I was watching the Jets in, 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 in Buffalo. And then I'm on the Twitter and I see Nia Jax. And I said, what the fuck is going on? She's back and then she's attacking Rhea. I'm like, okay. Um, I didn't think that was on that was on the radar, but um her her coming back, um wh- what is your, your your true feelings about that? Because now, like, like you said, like you, you gotta rebuild, you gotta, you know, keep going and going and going. And then like, all right, Nia Jazz coming back to the fold. I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. You're giving Rhea more, more, more opponents. Uh, Trish, I don't know what she's going to be doing um, going forward. So, they, they, you know, they probably lost her for the time being. So Nia Jax back in the company. What, what, what do you make of it? I just, I, I, I don't get Come on, this Graham, be fair. Be fair. I am being fair. I think that you have so many women on that show. You look at their roster. And you wouldn't even, you probably won't even know who half of these people are because they're never on the show. 
you wouldn't even know that they're still employed because uh-huh. they don't put them on the show. They don't put in the effort to getting these women over. Now, listen, it's not a huge negative because, you know, listen, you could put these women with, you could put Nia with these women to help get them over. That's why I think she's back primarily to help people like Raquel get over because Raquel is not over. And that's not really her fault necessarily. It's more of a WWE issue. I think Raquel can get, I think she could be a star, but they haven't really done anything to make you care about Raquel. She's been on TV a lot, you know, more than a lot of the other women, but she's not a good baby face and she's boring and she just like shows off her back a lot. And that's about it. That's like her defining feature on the show. And again, that's not really her fault because they haven't really done anything creatively to make me give a shit about Raquel Rodriguez on the show. Um, Bringing in Naya, I don't, I never liked Naya really as a wrestler, but listen, she gets a reaction. She gets a reaction, whether it's good heat, bad heat, whatever she gets heat. And maybe that heat can carry over to Raquel by Raquel beating her, whatever. Uh, she looked like she lost a lot of weight. She looks good, which is a, a positive. So congrats to her for that. She just, the, the thing with Naya is that she was in this company for so long, for so long, and she never really improved that much. She was better when she left than she was eight, nine years ago when she first debuted on the main roster. But she's still not good, though. She was just abysmal. She is just far worse than any other woman they have on that show. And she hurt a lot of people. The matches were never good. They were typically terrible. Um, There's just so many other women I would rather see brought back or just rather see built up over Nia Jax. She's one of those people where I would bring her in. WWE doesn't do this, where you bring in someone for like a couple pay-per-views or a couple one-shots or a couple Mm -hmm. months for like a territory days type thing where you bring them in to put someone, you build her up and then you put other people over her and then that's it. And she doesn't sign like for the next five years, but WWE doesn't work like that. She's probably here for the rest of her career. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought, I thought we rid ourselves of the Nia Jax problem a couple of years ago. Cause again, they built her up so much and she just, she, she was always around, never really doing anything. She was like this monster heel, but she never really won anything. And I don't think this is going to be any different. So I don't know. I, again, I don't complete, I, I'm not a fan of the move at all. But mm. I think there are positives to where you can use her to get other people over. Beyond that, I don't think this is a massive positive because they just have so many other women I would rather see featured over her personally. Well, I mean, listen, I get. I, I think I think it's a W in, in, in Triple H's column. It, it might be an L for you, but you know, <laughs> I, like I said, when you when you don't, you may not have Trish no more. The 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 you know Ronda Rousey might not come back that's that's the rumors going around so they, they, you got you just got to continue to build and and um like w- what is there next for Rhea if it wasn't Raquel Rodriguez and she gets past her then what then what do you do so it, it's like a not saying like she, she's probably like a filler for now until like the next big uh rivalry she has because like I said it's probably gonna be her and Bianca down WrestleMania but you're talking like six seven months from now so like what the fuck is Rhea gonna do for that time being so I don't mind it. I know you probably mind it, but uh, I'm happy to see Nia Jax back in the company. The one thing I do want to bring up, uh, I, I did not see it watching football and everything. Uh, Becky Lynch is now the NXT champion. Correct. Um, so I want to ask you, I don't want to sound negative here, but I'm just saying like in general, what is what is your reasoning why people go from the main roster to NXT win the championship is it because nxt needs help is it because those characters are kind of like stale at the moment and they gotta like refresh it rebuild it like what's the benefit of for becky lynch to win the nxt title right now 
I, I do think it benefits Becky, but I think the bigger benefit, obviously, is NXT itself. I mean, yeah. if you saw the ratings that came in, I think the show overall did 850,000 or 800,000 yeah. viewers, the highest rating since October of 2020. Uh, we're going back almost three years there, back to the black and gold days of the brand. Right. And I think her match specifically did almost nearly or at or over a million viewers, which is unheard of for NXT. And the only people to pop those kind of numbers for NXT nowadays are like when Rollins showed up and defended his World Heavyweight Championship on the show back in May against Braun Breaker. They're doing this by having Rollins go on the show, by having Becky go on the show and win gold, by having the New Day come over earlier this year and win the tag team titles, because they want to boost the ratings of the show going into their upcoming media negotiations with NBC and other companies. Because yeah. it makes it look good to see like, hey, NXT isn't an afterthought. It was an afterthought a year ago. We didn't really give a shit about the show. It's clearly developmental. And in its, maybe not current state, because NXT has improved the quality of the weekly show. Um, but in its current state, compared to the black and gold days, it was not a third brand. It was developmental. And developmental should not be on television. There was a reason for so many years, for as great as the black and gold era of WWE was, or for NXT was, it wasn't on USA Network for a very long time. It took about five years for it to get to on USA. It was on the network for a very long time. Yeah. For good reason. It was only an hour show. It was a lot of squashes. People kind of fantasize about that era of the brand. But the show itself, the takeovers were amazing. The show itself was not must-see television because it was a developmental show. And that's what it turned into after the whole you know, makeover a couple of years ago. Um and the bringing in of the main roster stars has helped. I mean, it has in increased overall exposure for the brand. It's gotten the NXT stars on the main roster. Carmelo Hayes has had a couple matches on Raw and whatnot. It increases the exposure for those guys. So when they do go up, it makes them like, all right, I already know this guy. So I'm not going to react. I'm not going to sit in my hands. I remember Carmelo from when he faced Finn Balor on Raw earlier this year or Braun Breaker or Tiffany Stratton or whoever it might be. Because uh, they also call up a lot of people and we just either don't see them or whatever the case might be, and they just get no reaction. Yeah. I don't know. They could do a better job of what they're doing right now of getting people familiar with these NXT talents before they go to Raw and SmackDown. And when no one's watching the show, no one's going to care about them when they get to Raw or SmackDown. But more people yeah. are watching the show now. They're creating more synergy between Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. So everything kind of makes sense with each other. And they're doing a good job of it. They really are. Yeah. So I, I can't complain too much because the benefit for Becky is that I mentioned before, she's facing Rhea very likely at Mania. What does she do in the meantime? She just beat Trish. That feud went on for a little longer than it needed to. But they had a great steel cage match. She won. What else does she do in the meantime? There's not, there's not a lot of women for her to work with. And Nia, to me, is not a great answer. So now that they've brought hey, her stop back. Stop picking on Nia. Stop picking on <laughs> Nia. Please. So you put her in NXT for a little while. She wins the title. And then maybe in the end, she drops the belt right back to Tiffany or another woman on that show. And Becky working with those women will only make those women better. So mm -hmm. you can't bring everyone from Raw and SmackDown NXT and put titles on all of them. We already have the North American title, their mid-card title on Dominic Mysterio. It's kind of getting yeah. to a point where it's overkill. It's NXT isn't really developmental at this point. It's kind of like a, it really is a third brand, which is nice because it makes the show more worth watching. But it's like, when they start beating all the NXT talent, it's like, okay, they're not really, it's not really helping. It's helping for now, boosting the rating, but long-term, is it really helping? Yeah. Maybe not. So I don't, I like the move and they had a great match on Tuesday, but it's all a matter of how they followed it up with, on it from here. Yeah. I mean, listen, if it's going to help Becky, um, character wise, um, 
you know, I, I'm all for it because I know some fans are going to be like, well, you know, she was the man, you know, then she goes away. Then she's like big time Bex. Then is, she was a, 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 a good person. Then she was a heel. Then she got a long program with Bianca. Then it's a long program with Trish. And it's like, all right, like, is it time that Becca needs to come back up? Like a new re- refresh, remodel? Like everybody goes through it. Everybody has that time where like you, you, you feel you look kind of stale. You got to take a step back come back fresh i i get it so like putting the nxt championship on her uh could be interesting now if she defends it on the raw the smackdown whatever show she's on all right that's cool not just going on, on nxt or that nxt person comes to, to the main roster gets the belt back you know they can do that but it's like i've been seeing it lately i saw like you said rollins been down there i saw baron corbin yep. down there the new day even Dolph ziggler was down there so it's like trying to figure out are they doing it for the, the character benefit or for NXT, but I think it's kind of both. Yeah, I think it's kind of both. Um, specifically for the care, I mean, Dolph, it helped Braun in the sense that Don, yeah. you know, Braun got to work with someone that was established and beat him and have good matches and whatever. Dolph went right back to being a fucking loser on Raw, so it didn't really help him. Um, like the New Day, I mean, it's weird because it, like, it's cool to see them win the titles and then they lose it and it doesn't really help the main roster people at all. Like the New Day have done everything there is to do in the company and they yeah. won the NXT titles and it was cool and they worked with a couple different teams and it probably helped them and helped the ratings a little bit. Then they lose the belts a couple months later and then we don't see them again and they're right back on SmackDown doing the same thing they were doing before. So it's not like it doesn't really it didn't really help them for Becky. It just keeps her busy. Like, I don't really think she's going there to refresh her character. Baron Corbin went there to refresh his character, and he's done great work, I think. Mustafa Ali, same thing. Like, they're actually in NXT. They're not just making yeah. a quick stop. They're there in NXT. Dana Brooke, they're trying that same thing, but they're mm-hmm. not Becky Lynch. They're not Seth Rollins. Um, with, with Becky, you're right. I think it is. It's not intended to be a refresh, but in a way it kind of should be because I have not been a big fan of her work for the better part of the year. She's had some good matches, and it's not a Becky problem per se, but like her promos have not been good. The Trish feud was underwhelming. The last match was great, but they, well, they lack chemistry, but like what they were giving her to talk about in her promos was just, it sucked. It just was not good. And the Bailey damage control feud wasn't much better. The Bianca yeah. feud was great, but that was last year. And that was when she was a heel. And I don't know. I don't know if she's not as motivated. I can't really speculate to that really, but whatever they've been giving her to do, it's just been kind of there and she feels stagnant. So maybe this will kind of refresh her. Um, give her something new to do, get people to kind of get behind her again. Cause she uh-huh. calls herself the man, but she's not really the man. She's just kind of like there. And I don't know the man of five years ago, she, she will never replicate that same success, but like she was anti-authority and she was rebellious and she had the crowd behind her. It was an organic thing. Uh-huh. Now she's just over for the sake of being over. She's established, which is great, but it's not like she, she's on. She's honestly entering Charlotte territory, which might sound like a negative thing to some people, but in the sense where she's over cause she's over not because she has anything exciting going on. She does now that she's NXT champion, but before it was like, okay, character-wise, there's just nothing really to latch onto here aside from the fact she's just Becky Lynch. So hopefully this can help her in that way. Um, I got one, I guess kind of one, two quick points. You mentioned about the TV rights, uh, but reading up on him, and it seems like Fox may not be interested in bringing back SmackDown, especially with the money that's being thrown out, just perspective. Yeah. I think it's three three hundred million on, on the table uh, for for the rights for for SmackDown to go on Fox right now. Disney and Amazon is in competition uh, for that. We'll see how that unfolds. I think the company is not married to Friday night, so they they don't care who it's with. They got to be on Tuesday or Wednesday. They'll fucking do it. So right now, 
Um, that's kind of like a limbo. I think the, the year, the contract is uh, a year from now with, with Fox. So they, they, they do got some time to figure out if they're going to renew or go to Disney or Amazon. Um, I did see uh, our boy, uh, Mark Raimondi, uh, the whole UFC TKO uh, merger. And um, so Vince is, is in control, but he does not own the company no more. Is that right? Some- yeah, he did. I mean, he's in, he's. I guess he's partially in control of the WWE portion of it. Yeah. But the overall company, no, he doesn't have as much power as he once did. Uh, and I think the one thing that he did ask uh, Nick Khan before I let you go, uh, you know, CM Punk, big topic last couple of weeks, and it's kind of saying like, you know, we we respect him, and he Nick Khan did not say yes, he did not say no, but kind of saying that we respect him and stuff like that. And I guess if it comes down to it, we look at it, and it's like now. Every fan is like, damn, is CM Punk not really going to come back? Like, again, it could just be a wall they're putting over you to, to make you think they're not even, you know, interested. But I think, you know, I, I've, I've seen people on social and everything in real life say, listen, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need CM Punk back in the company. But someone like me and someone like you are saying, yeah, I think it'd be great because you can make a lot of money and stuff like that. But right now it's still kind of a limbo. We've got survivor series in Chicago coming up. So it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful. Mark asked Nick Khan that question, but do you really think that there is a possibility that they don't bring CM Punk back? Yeah, I think there's a real possibility. I mean, just given the way that he left AEW, it was embarrassing. They might look at him as a liability. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more realistic where you meet somewhere in the middle where they not not bring him back, but they just wait a while to do so. Yeah. Um, they might not want to capitalize. Like, They might not want to bring him in mere months after the fact that he left AEW and was not. he didn't leave. He got fired. He got fired from AEW. And I don't care if he was talking about going back to WWE earlier this year. I mean, he the, the, the fact of the matter is he went back to AEW in the first place earlier this year. And then he got let go for something that was completely avoidable and embarrassing and whatever. So they might want to avoid that headache for now, considering that they're under new management, the new management might not even want to bring them in. I mean, they might see it and maybe Vince would want to, but they're answering to new bosses now. I mean, they kind of have some new leadership. So if they want to bring them back and the new TKO people might say, uh, no, actually no thanks. Or maybe they do want to bring them back and Vince doesn't, it could go either way. Um, I think Survivor Series might be too soon. I know it's in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be cool, but you know, maybe the Rumble would be more accurate. But even then, it might be too soon. They might wait until after WrestleMania. They could, they could never bring him in. I think there is a chance they don't bring him in. I'm still expecting that they will. Um, you know, people get fucking arrested and stuff, and they've still brought them. I'm not saying they should, but yeah. I'm not even saying it's the smartest decision to bring Punk back because he's kind of a hothead right now, and he just has always proven to be. But if money can be made and uh, they can keep him in check, that's the real question. And I feel like they think that they can, then he would be brought back and that might be happening as soon as 2024. I think it will happen next year. It's just more a matter of when than if. I don't think it's on the sooner side, though. Mm. Grant, what else am I missing from Raw, SmackDown, AEW, Dynamite? What else am I missing from last week or nothing? I'll mention one last thing. It was uh, noted yesterday that uh, Edge actually might be on his way out of WWE. Did you catch that or no? I I did see that. I think again, it's like AW bound for Edge. Yeah, that was the report. The report was that he's off the internal roster, which I noted on Twitter. It doesn't really mean anything because again, his contract was up anyway, and he indicated last month. It's not like he's showing. It's not like he's disappearing out of nowhere, like Jade Cargill, who was oh she's on the roster and then she's not. No, I mean he he even said that there's a very good chance that he could be done wrestling 
period. It's not doesn't mean that he's going to AEW. Yeah. It was said that they believe that he could be AEW bound just because I I don't know. He probably wants to reunite with Christian. I don't think it's really necessary. I know him reunite with Christian would be cool, but do I really want to see Edge and Kenny Omega? Like the guy's like 50 years old. I love Edge. I think the guy is great. I think he can contribute, but they already have a lot of people like that. They already have some part-timer like Sting and stuff. I don't really think they need Edge on their roster. Um, that would just be a case of Tony Khan, you know, breaking open the bank because he wants to bring in one of his longtime favorites. I just don't think it's really necessary, um, especially at this point. He had a great run in WWE. I'm not even saying he needs to continue wrestling in WWE. I feel like he went out on a great note last month. I don't really need right. to see him in AEW. Maybe I would change my mind and say, hey, this was an amazing run. You know, it, w- it was great that they brought him in. I mean, him and, and Christian in a tag team thing against the, like, what, FTR, the Hardys, I guess. I mean, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just don't think it's really necessary, but you know, we'll see what happens with him. I, I think he could just retire for good on his own terms, given the way he went out a month ago and call it quits after that. But you know, if he wants to still do his thing, I guess AEW is a likely landing spot at this point. So edge and AEW for Graham is a no go. Yeah. I'm just not, I'd be, if he showed up, I'd be like, Oh, that's amazing. But I'm thinking like long term, just after the pop is like, all right, now what are you? Well, no, seriously, yeah, yeah, that's the problem. I mean, you look at the roster, like seriously, what would you actually do with the guy? Like, he's not going to go for the world title. He didn't even win the world title in WWE, let alone in AEW. I don't think he should win the world title. There's no really need for that. Like, if you got the title one more time in WWE, that would have been great because he never really lost it, and then he could lose it right after. Yeah, in AEW, there's really no reason for him to win the world championship. That's like Sting winning the fucking title. It doesn't really, it's not necessary. Again, him and Christian, okay. Mm-hmm. But what else beyond that? Again, him and Kenny Omega, him and MJF. I mean, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just don't really think they in AEW, they need to start focusing on the story stuff and building people up. Edge doesn't, I don't know. I don't even think he has that long left. Like he made it sound like, oh, I'm going to be retiring extremely soon. Is he going to come in for three years? Like he'd come in mm-hmm. for a year probably to do the Christian thing and then leave after that. Yeah. So probably. that's the only reason why he's coming in. I don't know if it's worth paying him millions of dollars, which is probably his asking price based on what WWE was paying him before he left. Yeah. Cause probably for, probably for him before you leave, it's like, do I want my last match? And no shade to Seamus, but it's like, do I want my last match ever with Seamus or do I want my last match ever with Christian? Like the guy who's been, you know, thick and thin with me for 20, 25 plus years. Yeah. Ride or die, up and down. Like, all right, if I if if I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna go out with him in the ring. But I listen, if he goes there, cool. I I'll, I'll check in and see what happens. Uh, I think Christian is a 100 possibility. Could it be Jericho? Maybe. Could it be Omega? Maybe. MJF, the Samoa Joes. I don't know how. I I don't know, but. I think if you can if you can end your career against Christian in the ring in AEW one one more time or one more tag match with them and the Hardys get that out the way then fine I, I don't I don't mind it yeah I mean them against the Hardys is like should be promoted by <laughs> AARP at this point but I mean you know, listen, I mean it, it can't be worse than fucking Kane Taker against Sean and, and, and uh, Hunter at a Crown Jewel come on no it can't and Sean was it bald can't. come on man. <laughs> <laughs> a good point. It can't be any worse. I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying it wouldn't be cool. It would be cool as a fan. I just don't really think it's, you're going to pay this guy. Tony Khan is just like, all right, I'm going to pay this guy millions of dollars to do one tag team match. It's like, that's and, and you got to pay a lot of bread to use that theme song. Am, am I right or wrong? 
Yeah, I think they could use it. I'm not sure. I don't know if they they can't use the You Think You Know Me. That's a WWE soundbite. But they could the, the song itself they could probably use. I don't yeah. think that's a WWE song. It's a cult of personality. I think they could buy that. They would have yeah. to come up with a different intro. Like you knew me, and then it goes, I don't know. They, they make up something. <laughs> I, I thought you knew me. <laughs> yeah, I thought you, yeah, exactly. I thought you were familiar with me. Um yeah. Other than that, I don't know. It's not really yeah. something I would I, I, I need to say, but uh you know, right. it, it would be cool. It would be cool to see them back in the ring together with the Hardys one last time. And it's not like he's broken down and beat. I mean, the guy's 50, but he had a pretty good run in WWE. I, I enjoyed Edge's WWE run a lot. I think they got a lot out of it. He got a lot of great matches out of it, a lot of great moments. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one last match with Christian. He wanted to end, for the record, he did want to close out his career 10 years ago with Christian before he had to retor- retire, you know, not on his own terms. Mm-hmm. He was forced to retire. So he might want to get that opportunity to retire with Christian one last time. Yeah. Which would make sense. Graham Matthews, Wrestle Rants on Twitter. Uh, follow him. Great stuff he does for both Bleacher Report and Fan Sided Daily DDT. Check him out. Uh, myself, Randy J. Cruz, R E N D Y, letter J C R U Z on both IG and Twitter, also on TikTok. Uh, find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, also on Amazon Music, YouTube.com slash Cruise Control Podcast. Go ahead, check out the shorts section. Also on TikTok at 2 out of 3 falls pod. Again, Randy Cruz, Graham Matthews, we out.